Welcome to Laughter for All. It's the podcast with comedian Nazareth. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of uh, the Laughter for All podcast. I am comedian Nazareth. Thank you for joining us for episode number 86. 86 weeks we've been with you guys. I know we, we took last week off because of what was going on. Uh, in the Holy Land, but uh, we're back, and um, uh, you know I'm faithful to my word. Uh, we have comedians, we have professional comedians on the show. Even though sometimes we have different, you know, I have pastors, we have models, we have Miss America, we have all these different. We have athletes, we have uh, funeral home directors, but it's still all about laughter for all, trying to make you laugh and encourage you. But also, we get real with the comedians, so, uh, you know, you can find out the behind the scenes who we are as comedians, so really. And I, I think we're in, still in the top 100 uh, uh, comedy podcasts, so we're, we're, we're doing good. There's people watching and downloading, so if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to it. Also, if you are, uh, what do you call it? If you like to laugh yeah, and you're bored at night or you you go, man, I feel a little anxious or upset or depressed, join us every weeknight at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Comedian Nazareth on Facebook or YouTube, and you can laugh with us for an hour with the Live with Naz show. And we can laugh for about 50-some minutes, and then we can, what do you call it? We will uh, pray for you. We will encourage you. So this would be good. Uh, anyway, uh, my guest today is a friend of mine. I've known him for years. He is not from this country, neither am I, but uh, but he's always in this country when he can. So uh, he's very funny, very, very funny, but he is a real person. When you're talking to him, you, you know, there's no hidden agenda, hidden, ma- just straight guy, so kind. Of course, he's Canadian, so he's sweet. He's double Canadian, double sweet, man. He's having toured all across North America for nearly two decades. Leland uh, credits are many and diverse, including appearances on Just for Laughs, on the Comedy Network, CBS Television's uh, Halifax Comedy Festival, Thou Shall Laugh on Netflix, as well as hosting numerous specials and series. In addition, he hosted the national syndicated television show Popcorn TV for 170 episodes as well as his very own show, Leland Clausen's Comedy Tournament, which was great. I loved that one. Uh, most recently, Leland took on the lead role in the dramatic movie Extraordinary, drawing on the same authentic and genuine emotion that crowds have come to love in his comedy. Also, he also has a great movie called Sleeper Agents, and it won several awards, you know, the best feature, best male actor, best storytelling, and others things at the Content 2020 Film Festival and Media Summit. So please welcome my good friend, Leland Klassen. Welcome, Leland. Hey, Naz. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. What's up? Is that the COVID beard? Is that what you have? That's, you know what I used to call it? I used to call it my depression beard because I just, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with the, with the, the will to, to shave. And then I just kept it. So, and how does uh, Carrie, your wife, have to deal with that? She loves it. That's that's the main reason I still have it. Really? Yeah, yeah, she loves it. Huh? You, you, you're my surprised wife... by that. You have facial hair. Your, your I wife do. Has the I, facial hair. I have this goatee, but uh, my wife would never kiss me face forward. She comes on the sides. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs> so how is how is uh, what do you call it? How is Canada right now with COVID? Uh, pretty locked down, pretty locked down. I <laughs> haven't been, been able to perform stand-up comedy in front of a live audience in Canada in, well, there was a time in September, last September that I got to do a couple, but be, other than that, it's been a year and, and a couple months. So is it controllable? Do you guys have a vaccine yet? Well, what's going on? Uh, yeah, vaccine. They're, they're pushing the vaccine, uh, here, uh, Everything's pretty locked down. Um, our, our numbers are worse than yours. We used to brag, like, "Oh, look at the Americans! They don't know what's. Look at us! We're doing the right stuff." And because nobody knows what's going on, 
and then uh, now we, we've got terrible numbers, and you guys' numbers are are settling in. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because I was looking at your numbers and going, look at those Canadians. They don't know what they're doing. Look at us. We're doing it right. <laughs> uh, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was awesome. I have some Canadian fans watching right now. So oh. you're big. In, you're big in Canada. You're big in Canada. How? When did you start doing comedy? When did you start doing comedy, Lila? When did I start? Yeah. 90, what were like you that? doing before? What were you doing? Uh, I was just working. I, I have a, I have a degree in anthropology. So I was... <laughs> why? <laughs> Ethnology is a main subdiscipline. It's the study of cultures, Naz. So I was, I was very fascinated in the, in the different, uh, you know, the cultural differences. And then uh, there's no more work for that. There's no jobs for that. So you know about my people then, if you're an anthropologist. Oh, I studied your people. I studied you specifically. You didn't even know I was studying you. <laughs> I know. For, yeah, I for grades. Uh, I got a thesis <laughs> on you, yeah. For, for grades only. So uh, when you started comedy, were you, did you want it to be a comedian or an actor? Because you're very accomplished on both. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Uh, yeah, no, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I, I think that that was still, it still is my first love. I still want to get in front of audiences, uh, preferably live and, and perform. Uh, that that's, but I, I do love film television work. The, the stuff that I've been able to do over, over the years in Canada and, and now recently in the States a little bit here. Uh, it's been, it's fun. It's really fun. I know, but uh, when you, in 1960, you were already married, right? Yeah. And you told your wife, I'm going to become a comedian. Yeah. She goes, I married an anthropologist. How, how did she react to that? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> like, here, here's why I'm struggling over this. She's supportive, but she wasn't always supportive but yet she still didn't put the barriers up do you know what i mean like exactly. she I, I i guess i could say she was she has always been supportive but not enthusiastically so <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's a better way to say it where is she now <laughs> <laughs> oh on, on that spectrum yeah it's pretty supportive like the, the stuff we've been going through with covid and stuff you know it kind of gives me an idea that Hey, maybe this isn't going to work <laughs> because you can't do this. And she's still like, no, this is what God's called you to do. So that she's, she's swung over to the, the enthusiastically supportive part now, which doesn't make any sense now. Uh, <laughs> you, you, no, I, I know, but you know what? Uh, I, I didn't, I wanted to save that question for later, but I'll ask it right now. And you know, this is uh, speak to every uh, wife, or spouse of a, a person who's self-employed, who depend on the calendar to make a living. Yeah. And so I, I've, you know, I know you're a board member of the Christian Comedy Association as well, but when I was there, I spoke about uh, don't let the calendar decide your emotions. Like sometimes when I have a good month, I'm happy, I'm nice, I'm kind. Right. When I have a bad month, there's no money coming. You get in that mood. But what you, about you the grow spouse? Depression, a depression beard. <laughs> what about your your spouse? What is your wife? Does I know me and you, we have something in common. We both hustle. We're hustlers. We don't. I mean, you come to the States. You do Canada. You're always creating new, like the tournament, uh, other events. You know, so you're always. What is your, what do you say to these uh, spouses that don't have the same uh, what do you call it? The hope of potential gigs coming. You know, when someone said, hey, Leland, we're going to have you and we're going to have four or five shows with you. So you live on that hope. But how right. does your spouse react to that? Yeah, I mean, that's it's super. I mean, that's a super complex question, right? Because there's so many, so many factors and so many scenarios and so many things. I, I think I think the key to doing anything like this and anything you know, for us, when we talk about what we do, it's 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 a ministry as well as, as a job. Um, but I think you, you have to be a team, and 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 that's 
you know, it has to be something that you're both like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing this. Whether the person is, whether your spouse is involved in a big way behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, not at all, it, it doesn't matter, but the support and, and, and the agreement that this is what we're doing, that has to be, if it's that, that's not there, then that's where you got to start, I think. Now, does, does your wife work? Yeah. I used to, I used okay. to say this, my wife, uh, she's a stay at home mom, unless we're out of money. And then you can always, <laughs> I can always, you can always tell how well we're doing. And so, yeah, she's working. She's working. <laughs> uh, I have a question from an audience member who's actually Canadian from uh, Ontario. Okay. Crystal Leffler said, as a clean comedian in your shows, are you able to share Christ? Uh, it depends on the show. Like if I'm just at a comedy club, which I still work comedy clubs every once in a while and stuff like that, I, I, I can't, I, I can't really. Um, <clears throat> there's still times when it comes up because there's interaction and live things that happen. And, and you know, if I'm talking to somebody and it's like, well, this is my faith, you know, so that it can come up. But, but a lot of times if I'm doing a, a church show, uh, then it comes down to, I talk to the pastor, do you want... Do, what do you want to do with this? Is this a pre-evangelistic tool? You just want to bring people in and make them comfortable, and then you guys are going to do that that work, um, or or do you want me to present the gospel? It really comes down to what 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 the pastor who knows his community, who knows his church body, what he wants. In my that's how I do it anyway. Now, uh, from your experience, because you do a lot of the states, and you also you've probably done every state here, but and you also do Canada. In a comedy club setting before COVID, BC, uh, how uh, is the reaction when you say you're a Christian? You know how sometimes people react negatively. Is yeah. it worse in Canada than the states, or is it mm. the same? I, I definitely think it's it's celebrated more in the U.S. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's a, if it's a huge difference, but but I, I do feel like there is a difference. Uh, I, I've just, I just, evangelical Christianity in the U.S. is just, is just more thought of in a more positive way. Uh, maybe I don't know, uh, Crystal. If you want to jump in, you tell me what you think. But uh, any other Canadians there? But I, I really mm -hmm. feel like, um, yeah, it, it's not a, <laughs> it's not seen as a great thing in Canada. Now, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what was your favorite venue when you were performing? Is it in the States or is it in Canada? What would be your favorite venue? Uh, well, I, I, you know, you get to you go everywhere, right? So I, there's no, I don't think there's one particular place I liked more than another. Um, I sure like doing a theater show, though. Yeah. Give me a theater <laughs> show any day. I love those. Yes. Now, let me yeah. ask you this, uh, that we open up. How did you, were your parents Christians? How did you become a follower of Christ? Yeah, yeah. My parents were, were both Christians, and I was raised in a Christian home, and I became a Christian at a pretty pretty young age. Um, but, you know, when I look back now, because I was really pretty young, seven years old, uh, although I will say this, this was out on the farm, and I, I don't know why that, well, I know why, but uh, I really felt like, like there was still a calling. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like even at seven years old, there was a reason. It's like why I just started asking my brother and sister about this because I was it was it was stuck in my head. Like I gotta find out about this. I don't know what triggered it, uh, but but there was something there. But anyways, having said that, now I look back on my faith and I look back of, of, on my relationship with God, and it was just so infantile, and, and I grew so much and learned so much, and then you know, and, and I think that just keeps ha happening. You just you me ten years ago saying yeah no this is my this is my faith and this is what I believe and and this is how close I am to God in on the sanctification process. Now ten years later, it's like oh I was so so immature, you know what I mean? And I, I think that that's a journey, right? Like it's just a journey that you you go on as a Christian. As long as you keep seeking God, you're going to keep learning. There's so much to learn about God. His he's just he's infinite. So you know, he gives you little glimpses sometimes in his, in his, in his word and, and it just changes everything. And, and that just keeps happening your entire relationship with him. So that's, that's true. So you grew up on a farm. Yes, I did. What was They're it? Still what on kind the farm. Of farm? 
What's you're still that, on the farm. What My kind of farm? Your parents are still. What kind of farm is it? Like uh, cattle it, or for farming? Or? I mean, it was just it was a little quarter section of land, so we we rented out a lot of it. But we, my dad tried a lot of stuff. We were potato farmers. Uh, we were rabbit farmers. We had rabbits. Rabbits. You can, oh, you can. Oh, so good. You farm rabbits? Don't they oh, run yeah. from the the jump over the fence? Yeah. Well, you keep them in cages so they don't. Jump <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's the only cages Canadians have, not for people for <laughs> bunnies. They, that's you guys are the sweetest people. Do you think the reaction you get in Canadian audience different than American audience? Um, sure. I, I mean, I think it's it's regional. I think is the differences, right? Like just mm. like in the U.S., you're in different places. You're in the Midwest. You're in the South. You're in California. You get a very different. It's it's like that. And even within Canada, there's Western Canada, and then there's Ontario, and the Maritimes is a whole different thing. So, yeah. Now, you live in which uh, province? British Columbia. I live on the West Coast. Oh, nice. The beautiful one. Yeah, I, yeah. Toured, uh, I toured actually with, uh, what do you call it? World Vision. We did Victoria. We did, oh, uh, oh you guys have, uh, what do you call it? Uh Do you guys have Bigfoot? Is Bigfoot in your province or in the next oh, one? In, absolutely. In no, he's in our province too. Yeah. Oh. He's in Chilliwack. <laughs> he's in a city nearby. You go on the streets <laughs> of Chilliwack and you start asking people. And I'm telling you, five, five out of 10 will have a, a Sasquatch story. He's up in Harrison Lake. He's in there somewhere. <laughs> Now, uh, what do you call it? If you're, you have two boys and you said, you just told me that one of them is already out and working. Yeah. Tell me about your boys, Hunter and what? Well, they're both single, so I'm hoping that we can we can make something happen here. If you got daughters, um, uh, I do, I do. Are they believers? Is your kids yes, they believers? Are. Yes, they're believers. Okay, are they <laughs> handsome and good looking like their mom and kind of you? <laughs> yeah, they look you're, nothing you're. like me, so you're you're good. Uh, okay, so let me ask you this. If your boy come to you and said, I want to be a comedian here in Canada, what what would you tell him? Um, uh, I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> really? Would you would you encourage him? Uh, they don't want that. They don't want anything to do with, with comedy. Not, But if they all. do, if they do, would you? If they do, sure. Why not? I'd take them on the road with me. I'd like, I'll give you some, I'll, I'll put you, your son's been, been, doing, been doing it, hey? I've seen some yeah. clips of his. Yeah. Good he funny did, guy. He did. He did dry bar and still not out yet. But did uh, he do dry bar too? Wow! He did dry bar too. They, you know, they were they gave him an exception and said you're all, uh, you can do 20 minutes. So he was able to do 20, and he was he was very funny. But he wants to be a. He just got a job with TikTok, like doing TikTok videos that pays uh -huh. well. So he wants to do like your son wants to do uh, games, video games. He wants to do music videos. So they're they're busy. Uh -huh. But now. Uh, If they say you can only perform in the States or you can only perform in Canada. So interesting that you asked that right now, because I'm in the process of getting my work permit, uh, my U.S. work permit uh, renewed every, every three years. But this time I, I, I wanted to, to make sure I added film and television work because I've been starting to do more of it and I wanted to make sure. And that threw everything into a, a tizzy and uh i have a movie i'm supposed to be in uh if you're if your viewers are prayers please pray that i oh, get this pray. miracle and get this thing in on time because i need to have it by friday so that i can go to uh this movie in arkansas that we're shooting called running the bases it's it's a a baseball movie um but it doesn't look like it's gonna come And I hope I can get it. If I don't get it, I, I'm, I'm, I have to only work in Canada and you, I can't work right now. So uh, that probably means my retirement. <laughs> Not um, really. It's, it's, it's a really bad, it's actually a really bad situation uh, right now for me. So uh, yeah, uh, I would, I, the States, if I can get in there, I'm going to go get my green card this time and, and work down there. It's been so limiting in the past year here. I just, I, I, I've, I've really been disappointed in Canada this year, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but uh, then it it stopped here for in the states for a while. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't work for a long time, but finally, it's uh, what do you call it? Finally, it started to get back. Like yeah. right now, 
I'm getting shows for the fall, but nothing like in the next month there's not much. But uh, yeah, so hopefully it will open up. But you, uh, so what is that process? I mean, every time you cross the border, what is that process like for you? It must be hard because you have a gig and you have to cross the border to do yeah. it. I mean, you know, you've seen. I did some some bits on on the border. I've been arrested at the border. I, uh, I just stuff. You know, it's a stressful. It's a stressful time, right? Um, they've been pretty good. Like through through COVID, the U.S. side has been pretty pretty great. I'm there. Here's my work permit. Okay, come on in. Uh, it's just coming back into Canada now. That's that's crazy. The border has police lined up there, and and you got to do tests now there, and you have a have to have a test before you can show up and. I mean, it's just kind of getting, uh, well, if you fly into Canada, you have to have a test before you can get on a plane. Then you get there, you take a test. They take you to a, a secured facility, which is a, a hotel that they've retrofitted with COVID gear or whatever. And they charge you like a lot of money to, to stay there for three days till you get your, your negative, your second negative test back. And then you got to go, uh, even then you still have to uh, go quarantine for 10 more days. Uh, it's, home. It's, it, it, it's just <laughs> my problem with all of this stuff has been, you got me on a bad day too. <laughs> you got me on a real no, bad day. No, open up, man. We're, we'll be praying for you. I know this. I, I'm I know trying my to be fans as positive as I pray. can right now, but this is, yeah, you, this is you don't bad. have to later, later. My, later. my depression beard is growing really big today. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's going to be down to here. <laughs> No, it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the problem I have is just the inconsistency with the rules. They put a rule in place, and then the guy beside him, for whatever reason, is exempt for no good reason. You know, like a, in BC, you can go to a restaurant, sit down and eat. Well, now it's changed, but, but it's changing back. But, but you could do that, but you couldn't meet in a church. And it was just mm -hmm. kind of like, what, if we're both socially distancing, what, what's, what's the difference? You know what I mean? It was just kind of the inconsistencies. And, and I get it. I know these people are making really, really, really tough decisions. I get that. But they're also mm. making really bad decisions. <laughs> so so I understand their circumstance and how, how difficult it is. But still, still, I feel like they could have done better. You're but, right. Uh, but yeah, so that that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I got to get this this work permit. So I can get down and work because that's the only place I can work right now is is your country. So bring me yeah. back. What are you doing? Like you you just immigrated and 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 you're you're a citizen, right? Are you a dual citizen or are you just a one? No, citizen? no, no. I I came I came here in '84 and I've been a citizen for I don't remember how long, but yeah, I only work. I love doing Canada when when there's work, but uh, Canada has less people, so it's harder to have yeah. a big gathering than there. Uh, so, uh, what do you call it? What was your feelings during this COVID when COVID happened? You couldn't work, you couldn't go to the States, you couldn't do anything in Canada. What was going through your mind at that point? Um, well, you know what? I, I felt like I had kind of, sorry, I'm not even funny today. I apologize. Um, no, you don't have to. This is not about being funny. It's laughter for all with comedians. It's when laughter the comedians for all, on, except. <laughs> let them laugh. We're just being real here. <laughs> laughter for everybody except for Leland today. That's what the episode is. No, I I had kind of gone through in comedy years earlier where I really felt like it had become an idol for me. Mm. Like it was something that was that I had kind of like it was more important than everything else. And I really felt like God had kind of dealt with me on that. And then COVID hit. And then I was like, having the same feelings and i was like oh i guess i still haven't fully dealt with that you know what i mean like it's it was i, I, I got exactly really i did get mean. really down like i was really really depressed for for a couple months there and uh yeah it's probably it was probably a good thing for me to to come to terms with that and, and figure out okay i maybe made that too too important you know what i mean but you did two movies, and one of I know uh, during COVID, did you do the Sleeper Agent, or that was before? No, yeah, that was before. We actually released it just as COVID was hitting. So great, great timing. <laughs> Thanks for bringing yeah. that up too. Oh, you won. But you won three or four awards for it. Yeah, we won. We won some awards for for the movie itself. I even won a, a best lead actor award. Uh, it was uh, it was it was great. It was fun. It was it was, it was a movie that I wrote uh, and co-wrote with with the director. Uh, 
and uh, we're, we're writing more. That's actually, I was telling you earlier that I was on a Zoom call. We were actually writing another another script and we got going a little late because we had to finish this that script up. But uh, is, is Brad Mix part of this? Uh, this one, no. Brad. No, he was a part oh. of the other one though, yeah. Yeah, Brad's now, awesome. What was, what was Sleeper Asian about? What was this movie about? It's about a guy who's always wanted to be a spy. And uh, when he got the opportunity, uh, he wanted it so bad that he believed it, no matter how ridiculous it seemed, that he was this generational sleeper agent. And then he got involved with a real, a real espionage scenario, and and uh, he had to put on his big boy pants to <laughs> to get out of there alive. So now, when you did the acting uh, during those sessions and cut, and let's do this again, were you enjoying it as much as doing stand up, or no? Uh, yeah, this is what I've always said. This is, I guess, what I've realized is that I, I want to keep doing both. So I would never like, oh, movies are taken off so much now that I don't have to do stand up anymore. You're never going to hear me say that. Uh, what for me, it'll be like, oh, if these things have taken off so much, now that'll help over here for me to do bigger shows and, and be able to continue to tour. And vice versa, you know, I, I, I really love film work and I want to keep, I want to keep doing it. So, okay. okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I lost okay. you. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking over the show. My name is. No, Leland you are. Yeah, yes. Leland oh. Clausen is here. Ah, uh, just uh, some of the cameras. That's no big deal. Uh, anyway, uh, let me ask you this. Oh, uh, the movie, the new movie, Extraordinary. What, what, what is that? Was that filmed during COVID too, or it was before? That one's actually a few years old now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, we shot that in 2014 or 2015 or something like that. Oh, before Sleeper Agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that came first. That's the reason I did Sleeper Agent. So that movie, I, so I'll give you the whole story. If you, can, do you want the whole story? I want the whole story. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it quick. Uh, I know, Sarah. Sarah, I know. I was so excited. This is going to be the Leland Clausen show. I was about to... Okay, I'll, I'll 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 cut off. I, you go ahead. It's no, 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 no. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leland Clausen Show. My special guest today, give it up for Nazareth. Give it up for him, Nazareth. There Thank you is. so welcome. much for having me on the show, Leland. Oh, uh, you like like my new beard? This is called my my anxiety beard. <laughs> anxiety. I'm not I'm not depressed completely. I just have some anxiety right here. <laughs> He's got a few issues in the yeah. I got you. Uh, so tell me the story about that movie sure uh yeah so i i did a movie i said i don't know if you noticed this i started to to do one i was going to do one convention a year and i stopped going to cca i don't know if you realized that during i saw i kind of stopped going i started going to nrb and some of these right. other ones national religious broadcasters uh, convention i was there last year <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. We we saw each other at another one. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. I can't remember which one that was, but it was a radio one, wasn't it? Momentum. Momentum yes. in, yeah, that's in it was. Florida. Yeah. So anyway, I, I started to go to, to different ones like that because I was pitching some television shows I'd been working on. And uh, and at one of these ones, uh, Tori Martin, uh, big networker, yeah. loves to network everybody and everything. He hooked me up with these producers who had this quirky character on this movie. Uh, it was called Alter Egos. So I had a small role in Alter Egos. Uh, they really liked me. They were like, this is fun. Working with him was great. So they approached me and said, hey, we want you to be in this movie with Kirk Cameron. We want you to play his best friend. And I was like, yeah, because they wanted me to be kind of the lighter guy, bring some comedic. And I was like, yeah, nice. no problem. Well, as time went on, Kirk Cameron was like, ah, like this is about this ultra marathon runner. And he was like, I don't want to do all this running. I don't know if that's what he said. This is my assumption. <laughs> all right. He he was really smart. He was like, I just want to come in for one day and be sprinkled throughout the movie and not be there for six weeks is probably what he said. But anyway, uh, so they said they came back to me and said, we want you to do the lead role. And, uh, wow. and then Kirk Cameron was in it as, as the DJ and uh, Karen Abercrombie was in it from War Room. Uh, Sherry Rigby from uh, Overcomer. Yes, I know her. And, uh, and Cameron Arnett also, uh, Played my best friend. He played the 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 blind guy in in uh, Overcomer as well. So it, it's the same movie, pretty much the same cast, except for me. They got rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Kendrick took over my spot. No, but, yeah. but anyway, um, it 
and it went well, but with the, this is what stuck with me. The producer there said, uh, get something ready because when this drops, everyone's going to say to you, what do you got next? And I really took that to heart. And I was like, I got to get some, some scripts done. And uh, so I, I, uh, he gave me a book, Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. And I, I basically used that as my template. And uh, I started writing. I did, did a couple scripts. And I was actually at another conference, ICVM, which is a Brad Mix yes, organization. Yes. I, I uh, performed there. Yeah, he and I were rooming together uh, that, that particular weekend. And he said, you need to talk to Nathan Blair. Uh, so I talked to Nathan Blair, who's a filmmaker who'd done like four or five feature films before then, but he, he really knows how to stretch the dollar. He's a guy that can get something done on a lower budget. So I had Gideon, it was a, a comedy about Gideon, uh, from, from the <laughs> judges. Uh, uh, and, and that's what I was pitching at the time, but, uh, that's a bigger budget and, and he wasn't really interested in that. So I brought up sleeper agent, which was the first script I'd written. And he really liked the idea. And uh, so I sent him over the script and we started working on it together. And uh, yeah, Brad found us the money and we made the movie. What do you think? I mean, I hear a lot about, especially my son's a, a director and others. They go, oh, the quality of Christian film is not there. Mm -hmm. What is your take on that? Yeah, well, what people don't realize is the budgets that people are working on and working with. Um you know, when you see, I can only imagine, or, or one of those kind of movies, and uh, you're, you're kind of like, oh, see, you can't, they can make it. Yeah, that one had a, a proper budget. But but it's mm. really tough to, I used to be, this is what it is, Naz. I even remember going to a CCA thing and talking about Christian television and saying how it was, it was terrible and I was going to change it. And I've right. really changed my tune on that because uh, it's hard. It's hard to make a TV show. It's hard to make a movie. I right. don't criticize any of these guys anymore because just to get something done is really, really hard. And uh, you'd be per, per dollar, my movie is the best movie ever made. Okay. Mm. Like, like we took, like you could, when they take my movie and they compare it to other movies. I'm like, yeah, do you know how much their budget is and how much mine is? It's this much of their budget. It, we did so much with that. Uh, it, it's pretty amazing. It, it really is. So, um, so yeah, it, it, there's some truth to it. There's probably some truth to it. You know, we need, we've got work to do. Uh, and that's what I'm going to try to do is just try to make really good movies. Right. Well, you're yeah. good at it. You're very good at it, and you're natural and all that. So, now, remember, well, I first met you 20-some years ago, 20 years ago, and your first joke was at Bananas, where we did Bananas, and you talked about how big your hands are. Still big. Still big? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I always have to give people perspective, because I just put it in the front of the camera, and they're like, yeah, well, that's because it's closer, and then I'm like, oh, okay. on my face. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that is too big. <laughs> That's that's funny. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I wanted to ask you this question, but uh, what do you call it? Uh, the sleeper origin. You have a, a podcast with your wife called yeah. the Comedian Wives Podcast. Yeah. And uh, he's leaving. He's leaving. Okay. There's the there's us. That's Me, you. Get pre pre uh, depression beard. <laughs> and that's scary yeah wonderful wonderful uh uh what do you, what is it about what do you guys talk about um you know it kind of got it kind of got birthed out of out of uh carrie and i like we've we've talked about this comedian's wife we actually had a script that we were working on for comedian's wife uh and then we stopped doing that because we have trouble working together <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know the whole idea of of what is it like like we people want to talk they ask comedians they bring comedians on they ask them you know what what uh what's it like and and you can and they can even ask comedians talk to me about your marriage uh but to get the actual comedian's wife's perspective it's a whole different thing right like yes like they see things very differently. They're they're holding down the fort. They're single moms half the time. Uh, you know, there's there's so much going on there. 
And so we really thought, you know, that's that's important. And it's not just for comedy. There's traveling people and business people that, that go away all the time. And, and it's a similar scenario. Military families. There's there's so many uh, families that that uh, that have that that scenario. Not just the wife, and maybe the husband. When the wife goes goes away or whatever, um, and not even going away. Just just the idea of of a busy business husband, uh, you know, ex corporate executive kind of. Um, we just realized there's a lot to talk about there and break down for couples. So we just started doing it, and basically, I, I tell people I, I describe it like this. It's basically uh, my wife tries to be serious and I mess that up. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what we've been doing. But it's been fun. It's been really fun to work with her on this and and you know just kind of let her see her vision come to come to life. I can't wait to watch it because I'll tell you what I, I've always told people. I said my wife Maha, even though she's the person that doesn't want to do anything with my comedy as far she supports me hundred percent, but she yeah. doesn't want to be part of it. But. Uh, you know, the minute I leave on the road, she becomes a completely different person, a decision maker, yeah. more 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 protective of the kids, more that. And the minute I walk in and she just, boom, she turns into the, you know, uh, the wife. And it's just amazing. But I know me and you, we had conversation where we both sitting and going, everybody else is working, but we're not. Mm. And <laughs> we're, you know, like, look, where, how come we're not getting shows? How come in money? Uh, how do you comfort your spouse when there's no shows coming? What do you What do you tell mm. her? It's hard. Yeah, it's that's, real. Wow, that's a really good question. I mean, I know this year, uh, it, it's really been been the opposite. This year has just been her her comforting me, saying, "No, no, this is you're, you're doing you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. We'll figure this out. I trust you to figure something out." So that was been a very different. But previous years. Yeah, I, I mean, I sometimes I don't know if you feel like this or felt like this, but there were years where I felt like I was a salesman at home trying to convince her. No, 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 no. We'll, I'll come up with something. I'll figure this out. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll hustle over here. This thing's gonna pay off. This thing, you know. Um, there was a lot of that. Um, and keep in mind, Naz, and I think this this makes it. This is why we had kind of a, sim a similar situation. We live in expensive places. Yes. Like there's comedians that are. I'm like, how does he survive? And then I realized, oh, he's living in his you know, mortgage wherever. 200 bucks. His mortgage yeah. 200 bucks. Yeah. He's living in Montana and and needs $300 a month to survive. So it's like, okay, okay, he's that's why. <laughs> but but we live in a very expensive place and, and we we chose to to stay here and and to to make a go of it as a comedian here and and that has made me have to work really hard. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. Do you did you feel like that too? Maybe not so much yes. now. Oh yeah, no, no, days? I do. No, I still sometimes. Uh, you know, people think I'm always like I'm always busy, but I'm I'm not. But I'm a hustler. I mean, I I keep calling and keep trying and keep doing. But uh, what I, I feel the same way. I have to kind of. My wife doesn't complain, but I have to tell. I said, listen, I got this, and this is going to happen. This and it doesn't sometimes. So my next question. What you're a salesman to your spouse, like I sometimes I am. Yeah. What do you What do you sell yourself when these when things are not happening? How do you convince yourself? Hey, let's keep doing this. I, I wow, these are really good questions, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, if that's what the episode's me. about. I know, I know. That's what I pride myself with this show. It's like we want to be real. We want to ask real yeah, questions. No, man. really good. Uh, you know, I. I've never in the old days. I'll say this because COVID has kind of changed everything. Right, COVID has changed but, everything. Yeah. But in the old days, and this was part of something I had to work on as far as is my relationship with God, and am I making this too much? Do you know what I mean? Like that's uh, that that that's one thing I had to work on. But for me, it was it was if I quit or if I said I can't do it, then everybody is right. Everybody in my life who said this this isn't something you should be doing or look down upon it. And so as terrible as that is, that was a big motivation for me was I'll show you. Like it was like, you know what I mean? Like my, my exactly. brother, the first thing he said to me when I said, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to be a comedian. First thing he said was, and I know he loves me and I know he, he, he wants the best for me. But the first thing he said was, 
Leland, it's not like you're going to get your own show or anything. Oh, that's what he said. And I was just like, you just, you just put a tank of fuel in my, (laughs) like, I'll show you, I'll get my own show. (laughs) That's one of the first things I'm going to (laughs) do. You know what I mean? And I'm going to do movies and I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And you're going to see. So for me, it was always like, uh, it's, it was a challenge. I was never like, Oh, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. I was always like, no, no, I think I'm supposed to do this. So, uh, Let's let's get at it. You know what I mean? Let's let me roll up these sleeves and 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 go for it. I don't know. You that's know, that's kind of. I, I this know, year I'm has like broke you. me though. <laughs> this year is really. It broke, broke everybody. It broke everybody. I would I would think you know I think our goal right now is to to start forgetting about uh, you know the COVID year uh, where we have to think of like you know what uh, how can we get back to where we were and then move from there. Because uh, my my, I'm like you. Yesterday, I had um, this accountability group with a pastor, and we're talking about how I am motivated by negativity. You tell me I can't do it. Oh, thank you so much. This is the best thing you can tell me yeah, uh, yeah. to go there. But yeah. have you been? Have you ever been mad at God, saying, "Lord, I know, I, I, you know, I'm capable of this. I should be doing this. By now, I thought I'll be here." And uh, why aren't you making this happen? Have you ever had this conversation with God? Yeah, I mean, I had similar conversations. I don't. I was never mad. I've been. Uh, I've been upset with God and hurt. I guess mm-hmm. uh, there's some things in my life that happened that were were pretty tough. And I remember just being really hurt. Like, like that stings, Lord. That stings. Uh, you know, not not so much mad, but but yeah, there there are times where I. You know, we were my wife and I were just talking about this the other day. Comparison and comparing is just a dangerous thing, um, and that I think that's where it stems from. Which, it, if we're being honest, comparison is coveting, right? It's one of the it's one of the it's one of the Ten Commandments that God laid out. It's simple. Even before you know Jesus came to to fulfill the law. We had the law to, oh, so I'm not supposed to compare. No, because this is what happens. These are the things that come from that, right? So that's definitely something I have to remind myself of. Because uh, my wife said she used to do it to make herself feel better. Like she would do, if she was really stressed out about something, this is maybe getting a little off topic now, but if she was stressed no, out. No, no, it's not. She would go, okay, so what's the worst case scenario? And then can I deal with the worst case scenario or look at this person? They're going through something way harder. So I, I don't, I need to be okay with it. So it's like she used comparison in the other way. Like, Oh, this is so bad. Okay. Where's somebody that's worse off right there. Okay. I'm not them. Whew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, right. which I don't know. I don't know what that, how that fits in or if that's uh, healthy even, but, hey. but I do know compare comparing myself to someone who's, who's took off on social media or, or who's doing way bigger shows and tours and things. Uh, everything they touch seems to, to turn to gold. It's like that. God's got a ministry for them mm. and, and God's got a ministry for me. And uh, I'm still going to push and strive because that's how he built me. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, just point fingers. Look at that Lord. Why am I not? You know what I mean? How about help me do this? <laughs> that's more. That's more my with God. Like I'm doing this. What do you What do you think? You want to get on you board? Know, <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, you're speaking to a lot of comedians and a lot of us, and you're speaking because you know. I was asking. You know, I've always one of the hardest thing is not to compare. But then again, if you look at companies, you know, I'm, I guarantee you that Coke looks at what Pepsi is doing right. and they try right. to see where they're at or what they can do better. I mean, I think part of it is that it's like we look and uh, sometimes we see the unfairness in the comparison. Mm-hmm. Like we put those much time, this effort, the act. You're, you're the saying working that there's, the, a, there's a, a good way to use comparison. There's there a, is a good way, but it's not always in our head. We're always look at the bad part of <laughs> yeah, the comparison. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. You're saying it exists. <laughs> I'm it's saying dead. not in here. <laughs> No, it does. And I do. And I did it for a while and looked at some comic that I, you know, I was ahead of and then became, boom, just exploded. And it's like, 
why is that? What's going on? And then I started to pray for that person. I'm like, Lord, bless him. Mm. But then again, remember, bless me first. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, <laughs> I've been taught. I'm, ta I'm the one talking to you right now. Yeah. So, but the, you got it. It does. It does. But it, you know, I think it makes you better. Makes you work harder. Makes you uh, yeah. attempt trying. So, so there is that part of it that, mm, mm. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I can see that as long as the comparison doesn't turn into coveting, then then it, it can be it can be healthy. The problem is. Uh, it, it, it's where do you, you know, it's such right. a fine line sometimes and it's tough to, to play that game. Right. Right. I, I don't want to be him or them or her. Right. I, 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 I'm, we're not talking gender here. Uh, I'm, I don't want to be them, but I want that success that I thought I would have it by now. Right. And then I know like Alan, who's uh, watching Alan Goodwin said, you know, it's God's timing. We believe in God's timing, but sometimes they're like, Lord, your timing should have been here 10 years ago. And <laughs> look how but, great I'm getting. I can't be a little man when I'm this yeah. old. No, you, so what I is have been doing these movies 10 years ago? I know, but it's, you know, it's different. You know, it's like now that you're going to get that movie, you're going to be, it's like, it's fine. This is a God's perfect timing for it. Just shave Spray the beard. Spray on some hair. <laughs> No, your hair is fine. It's just uh, see, people always tell me like, do you do you dye your hair? I don't touch my hair, but uh, it's like you know. But yeah, take when the white gets in, we'll start to shave it so it doesn't look. Okay. So yeah, if you shave the beard, you look fine. Uh, what okay. is next for you? What is what? I mean, what would you hope for in the next year for you? Of course, uh, the visa. <laughs> I need that visa. I need that visa on Friday. That's what I'm looking forward to. If I don't have the visa on Friday, I lose I lose a movie, and that's my month of June work gone. So then I have to replace it. Um, I want to do more movies. I, I've got uh, I've got some scripts that I've been working on, and, and uh, there's some stories I want to tell. I love you know I actually on it was a stand up gig I was heading to. I was on a, I think it was a United flight, and they had it was the older planes where they had the 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 propeller TV screens every oh. three rows or whatever and so it was a movie i pro probably wouldn't normally watch but i'm watching this movie and and i get into it it's a drama you know it moves me uh and at the end of it i'm and it was a sec fully secular movie and i was just i just said to the lord i was like i want to do that <laughs> i want to i want to tell stories for you let mm. let me do that. Let, let me have a shot at that. And uh, I feel like he did that. I feel like he gave me that opportunity, right? So, yeah, it's it's humbling and, and it's awesome. But I, I want to be able to do more. You're right. You know, Leland, uh, thank you for being real. It's just, just sometimes we after we finish complaining to God, I think <laughs> we always end it with like, thank you that we're doing what we love to do. Yeah. And we've been able to yeah. to raise our kids and family Absolutely. for that long. I've been doing comedy 32 years. I mean, I'm like, I've been taking care of financial of myself and my family. I've always like my parents first and then my wife and kids. I mean, stay home mom, you know, private university and others, you know, but taking care of them, going up on stage, doing exactly what I love to do. So I, at the end of the day, I go, Lord, I'm sorry, but I know the feeling. Well, like there's more to it. There's more to what we can do. And when I compare myself, you know, I think I should be covering where I want to be. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Where you always, because, you know, uh, this is what someone told me this yesterday, and it really will be helpful to me and you. A pastor that's doing accountability, he said, Nazareth, I said, you know what? One of my fears, like one of my dreams is always doing these big stadiums. And I've, and God, like you did with the movies for you, he allowed me to do several stadiums and yeah. arenas and fill them up and do that. But it's like my dream is to do them all the time. Like they're like book solid. I don't have to pick up the phone. People right. are calling and, you know, some comments go, oh, I can only take 120 dates a year. I'm like, shut up. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm pulling teeth for 120 dates a year, but yes. I get the 120 dates. And then they go, oh, Naz is busy. I wonder how, who's his agent is. I'm pulling my teeth to do it. Right. But what, I, what he said, he said, Nazar, I said, Pastor, is this my flesh 
or is this uh, is this the Lord's uh, desire? God puts the desires in my heart. And he goes, Naz, when you get to the top of the mountain, do you want to proclaim Jesus? Do you want to lift his name up? I said, of course, no questions about it. He said, it's a God's desire for you. Mm. And man, that changes things when you know Leland. God's desire for you is to do these movies because you want to proclaim, you want to tell his story when you're there. So I hope that's encouraging. You you left me, you encouraged me, man. We we still have 10 minutes. I want to enjoy every minute of it and we can go longer. But uh, so right now you said you're just working on getting the visa, getting the movie. But just, you know, when the show comes in and it's canceled, Leland, that means there's more coming. That's what it yeah. tells me. That this, someone there's wants you to be an actor. There's a ton coming then. <laughs> yes, because somebody wanted you, even though that didn't happen. They like say, oh, we wanted Naz, and then they said, oh, it didn't work, or I was busy that day, or I couldn't make the flight, or I couldn't. You know what? That They wanted you. And that feeling by itself kind of fuels us to know, yeah. okay, there's more shows coming. There's more movies coming because yeah. if this movie doesn't happen, there's more. Yeah. So no, I, I know. I, I, uh, I, I'm trying to be okay with it, whatever happens. Like, like when I'm praying for God to do a miracle, you know, I had some people, because that's, that's what I'm essentially doing right now. The paperwork got pushed so far behind and I had to get a whole new uh, letter of consultation that I that I uh, I didn't have to get before, and so it pushed everything back. And so then I realized, okay, so the only way that this gets done now is God doing a miracle. People were telling me like, you have to visualize God doing that miracle, and you got to do that. And there's all these different this advice I was getting, and part of me was like, okay, but God may also say no, and that's okay, and that doesn't mean I need to be okay with that saying, okay, if God is like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that for you right now. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. It might be a, it might be something that puts me, you know, maybe it's like, well, I guess, I guess we're selling the house because I, I needed this, this month. That's okay too. That doesn't mean, I don't know. Like we, we, we sometimes, so many times we, we forget about this. So many times in the Bible, somebody will say, they will have prayed for something and we're like, yeah, and see, they got answered. No, 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 no. It took, it took 26 years. Mm -hmm. They prayed for this for 20 some years, two decades of thinking God had said no, but we just like flip through it. Yeah. And he answered his prayer, right? Like we forget some people die. They talk about the, the, the hall of faith, right? The, you know, the, when they're just telling all these people that some of those people died and didn't get an answer to prayer, but they still believed because they were like, I, I have a faithful God and I know he's going to answer this prayer. And they died being okay with that. We forget that. And that's what I'm just trying to remind myself of. If I don't get my way, that doesn't mean that God isn't answering. It doesn't mean God's not listening to my prayer and that he doesn't care. It means that the answer is something, you know, because sometimes we think, oh, God didn't answer my prayer. No, he answered. He just said no, or he said, wait. <laughs> Right. But he didn't give you what you wanted, so maybe you need to. You know what I mean? So I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on those things. I'm trying to figure that out right now. That's amazing, and I I want to encourage you. Next time you feel down and you want to grow your beard again, <laughs> listen to this podcast and listen to the last ten minutes you said because that's okay. encouraging to me, to every comedian, every entertainer, everyone who who desired more out of their career, out of their life. Or even uh, for marriage, I know there's some single people that are praying, hey, you know, Lord, when is the time? When is my prince or princess going to come? And what you just said is like, you know, some, some people prayed for years, for years, for God to answer their prayers. And yeah. that is powerful. That is powerful. Uh, and also, also, as a reminder, my sons are both single. Oh, how old? Let's see. Uh, what is so qualification? If there's some ladies out there. <laughs> 20. How old is the oldest? He, he's going to be 24 in uh, in a week or so. Now, do you want him to get married so he can get his documents and come to the we States and work? Or we need green for cards. Green card. no, we need. 
why don't you become a Muslim, get a second wife or a third and fourth, and one of them will guarantee you'll be a... No, this is horrible. I just horrible. saw... I'm this sorry. is how bad it got. I just saw there's a news article that Biden was giving 100,000 Haitians uh, amnesty, <laughs> and I quickly went to the website, uh, Haitian citizenship, and I'm like, how hard is it to get... <laughs> I will, a bit I will Haiti, pretty easy. if I have to, so I can get into this country. I think for a hundred dollars you can. I've been to Haiti. You can. Uh, <laughs> so you can be I. Haitian. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were together, right? New missions. Yeah. Oh, we went to Haiti together. Remember? I, we didn't go on the same trip, though, did we? Did we? Was Thor Ramsey with us? Thor Ramsey. No. Thor was with you, right? I went after you, and then uh, I had. I remember this village we went to, and all the Haitians were talking about this giant. Canadian, tall Canadian with big hands <laughs> that took away their passports. He was right, three, right. Three. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I remember, yeah. But I thought I might need those. <laughs> this is awesome, man. You did an event or a tour called about marriage. Did you do that? I did, is, yeah, I've done, yeah, I've done uh, marriage date night events and, and uh, uh, date nights from I, I forget there's lots of yeah what kind of encouragement at in closing first to single people second to married people what do you give them well uh wow you're not letting me off the hook you just keep asking no no questions. i, I, I want to dig no. in uh for single people um don't forget to enjoy where you're at in life because you know just like there's things in marriage that you probably want, there's also married people that are like, oh, there's single things that were pretty good too. So don't don't forget to enjoy where you're at because God's got you there right now for a reason. So enjoy that. And uh, I guess for married couples, uh, you know, the Bible gives us a really clear, we're supposed to love our spouse like Christ loved the church. So that's just what I encourage you to do. Um, mm. And keep this in mind. You know what? Okay. Yeah, you see, you're getting me preaching here. You get me preaching. Go for it. Go ahead. No, I've never had a Canadian the preacher. And <laughs> the thing about the gospel that always just, it just blows my mind is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's not, Leland, get your act together. And when you get your act together enough, then I'll, I'll, I'll lay down my life for you or then my son will die for you, but you have to show me some progress. It wasn't that. It was while my back was turned to God. My back was like, I want nothing to do with you. That's when he died. Mm. So if that's our example, um, just think about that. If you're a married couple, just just think about that. While if you're... If your spouse is, maybe your spouse is walking away. Maybe they're like, I want nothing to do with this. Can you still love them that way? Because that's what we're called to do. And, and I'm not trying to say that there's, you know, that everything can be fixed or, 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 or that there's not abusive situations or things like that. But what I am saying is, um, well, I'll, I'll put it this way too. The more time I spend with God, more time I spend uh, in my relationship with Jesus Christ, the way better equipped I am to be a good husband and to be a good father. Mm-hmm. And and so to me, that's that's the key to every relationship. Marriage first, your wife first. No, no. God first. Amen. And then that will that will prosper on, underneath that. That will that will flourish. Amen. Well I'll tell you what, as we're closing this, I want to just remind people, please pray for Leland's for a miracle that his uh, his documents will come in before Friday. And uh, so God has three days to do this, two, two days actually. And I believe in the power of prayer and uh, I know you guys will, they're faithful. You know, those people who are on my show live with Nas every night, we've been going on, last night it was show number 280. 280 hours yeah. with people every night, every weeknight. So, and they pray and we've seen miracles happen. So I, I pray right now that God will do this. And if it's as well, it's not, 
He has so many other things for you. You're a good man. You love the Lord. You love your wife. You love your kids. You're so funny. Amy, I mean, I say that you are very funny. How can people get a hold of you to book you? And by the way, before I say that, if you have any power to do anything with immigration or Canadian patrol or 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 getting visas, a Canadian visa, you never know. Someone works for the, you know, from, you know, someone in Canada that works for the, what do you call it, immigration? Is it? Yeah. Is that what you got? Yeah. Would you please pray and see if you can help my my brother here? Uh, how can people get a hold of you to book you as a speaker or they have a movie idea, they want to do a movie <laughs> or they want to book you as a comedian? Well, yeah, okay. uh, com. That's one E in Leland. Don't you dare put two E's in that. Uh, .com. And uh, you can find me on all the socials as well. Uh, just... Uh, you know, slash Leland Clausen or Leland period Clausen. Some of them have a dot in the middle. I don't know how I did that, but uh, so yeah, check me out on those. Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D, Clausen, K-L-A-S-S-E-N. Yep. Uh, dot, dot com and you can get on. Leland, uh, stick around. I want to finish the live show and I want to just uh, just follow up a little bit with you guys. Thank you oh. so much for for watching this show. Thank you for encouraging your friends to kind of download it and to subscribe to the Laughter for All podcast. If you miss anything, uh, you know, from all the podcasts we had, you can go to laughterforallpodcast.com or you can go to my YouTube and watch all of them. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you tonight at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. And Leland, thank you so much. We appreciate you, brother.